my kingdom Had to buy some harmony Now I'm flexing with my jewels You can tell I got a lot on me Grab another hero Feeling like I hit the lottery Farming, getting API Second prospects to the sky what is good welcome welcome we've got a great show today and we have the infamous atlas parker with us who is the lead pixel artist for dfk atlas thank you so much for being here hey yeah thanks for having me i'm super excited to be here and talk uh some dfk awesome well um a little just a small personal note before we begin i was getting lit up last time we were on stream and people were like oh he's fud on crystal he's fud on crystal where y'all at okay crystal's at like 10 bucks dropped like a rock okay so i don't want to hear any of that sass that i'm some kind of like fud crystal person because crystal is getting wrecked and that's okay it's part of the it's part of the life cycle <laughs> yeah atlas if you uh if you followed our show at all you know you'll know that bloater punch kind of like plays this balancing act to uh, the hopium that is you know myself and baby punch and uh some people like it some people don't but it's 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 valuable it's a valuable view and it's it's always fun is it to... though i'm just not always drinking all the kool-aid but anyway um atlas i guess my the first question we're all dying to know is <laughs> And Jane, by the way, I am I am a DeFi Maxi as well. Uh, the first question we're all dying to know is: Have you seen His Holiness's face, Frisky Fox, in person? <laughs> uh, yeah. So when I went to Barcelona, I got to meet a lot of the team members, and uh, um, I was having breakfast with Cinnamon Bun, and all of a sudden I look up, and there's Frisky Fox. And he's like, "Hey, can I eat with you guys?" And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And I was a little bit starstruck, but yeah, like, I, I, without I, the sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I got to got to really know him, got to know Dreamer and a lot of the other teammates, and yeah, it was it was super awesome. Were you really. spilling your like coffee all over yourself, like your hands shaking? <laughs> yeah. I'm so nervous. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely was nervous because um, you know he's just like a prominent figure. I feel like in this whole oh for sure, space for and sure, it's, and it's it's crazy because like. Like right away, I I knew like yeah, how special of a guy he was because you know I got to see him meet a lot of the the team members for the first time, and he immediately goes in for the hug. He's like super warm, super kind, and like humble. And I'm like, holy crap, this guy's like the real deal. So mm. yeah, he's an incredible dude. Wow. So how did you get? Can you just walk us through like what was your journey into DFK? Did that come before your working contribution like what was your path into the the space and with um dfk sure yeah um so i uh i come from the indie game development space i'm an indie game developer I've, I've done that for 10 years and uh i really got into crypto around 2017 and uh you know crypto had that big run up and then the big crash and uh yeah i just kind of like ignored it for like three years and then fast forward to 2020 everything started to heat up again and uh i was yeah i was really into like nfts and stuff and um i actually had just launched my latest game uh it's on steam and switch um and i was i wanted to like explore nfts more and uh you know maybe make some of my own and so i actually tweeted out to my community on twitter um and 99 <laughs> percent of the responses were like 
super negative. Like, if you make NFTs, we're never buying your games. I'm <laughs> I'm gonna review bomb you. And so I was like, I was like really bummed out about that. But that tweet was super important because that's actually what um, Cinnamon Bun saw, and he he was following me uh, for for a while. So he had Sinstar reach out to me, and that's that's the tweet that kind of uh, caught DFK's attention. And so. Uh, yeah, you know, it's, it, it's, it's interesting you say that. So I'm kind of working on my a little side project. And when I talk with people outside the space about helping with the project, and I say things like NFT, people get really nervous. And they're like, isn't that a scam? Like, you know, there's just like a weird outside the space stigma. And yeah. I feel like in this space, you know, that, I don't feel like that at all. We're super like me, Sandwich Punch and Baby <laughs> Punch are always way over indexed on buying NFTs. We love NFTs for probably for the wrong reasons. But so it's interesting you say that. Yeah. Um, and, oh, yeah. Please well, go. Yeah, I mean, and it's like a new space, right? So it's definitely, you know, has its rough edges. Like uh, I come from a place where, you know, there's a lot of artists complaining about their their art being stolen and stuff. So there's definitely like, you know, a, a lot of criticisms about the space. but to me, it's like I, I if you take the time to look, you, you'll find like, you know, genuine artists, genuine projects who are really like utilizing this technology and just changing the game. So I don't know. I, I think I'm right where I need to be. It's, it's just such an exciting space. And yeah, I'm working on freaking DFK. It's like the, <laughs> the coolest project in the space. So have we heard of any of your games by chance? Uh, we're all gamers. Have we? You know, I know the stream games a lot. Any any games we may have heard of? Uh, maybe. So my latest one was, it's called Littlewood. It's kind of like, uh, uh, Stardew Valley-esque, kind of like a... I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's on Switch and Steam. Um, before that I had a handful of releases. I don't know if you've heard of like Magicide or Roguelands. Uh, Kindergarten was really popular. A lot of YouTubers played that, but... Yeah, Rogue just, that sounds like a roguelite, which is my jam. Yep, Should I be yeah. in on this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a roguelike. Yeah, yeah Magisite. I remember. I remember Magisite. Really? Heck yeah! That was my first Steam game. Cool, dude. That's awesome. So, how much of a day? I mean, I'm just kind of curious. How how much of your day do you spend actually designing, drawing? Um, yeah. So, <laughs> in the beginning, you know, I when Sinstar reached out, I was like, okay, you know, I got my own projects. Uh, maybe I'll commit just a few hours a week or whatever. You know, I kind of didn't want to fully commit. Um, and then, so like, I remember like the first week I I clocked like 15 hours and then the next week was 20 hours. And then every week was just more and more hours committed to DFK. Cause like, I just fell in love with the project. I fell in love with the team members. And so now, yeah, I'm, I'm basically full time, um, you know, Monday through Friday, some days on the weekend, I'll, I'll, put in some hours and uh yeah just just make a lot of pixel art but i mean like so uh, so let's say you worked eight hours a day are you actually drawing for eight hours or you know like how much of your time do you spend actually creating uh well there's certainly a lot of meetings throughout the week um sure but yeah when when there's not meetings um yeah no i'm just drawing and like it's great for me because i don't know making art has always been like it doesn't feel like work to me. Wow. It's just been like a relaxing thing. And what's so great about the team is like, I, I've never felt like I had a task just dumped on me, like uh, cinnamon bun or whoever I'm interfacing with. They'll often ask me for, you know, my creative input. And I, I really appreciate that as an artist. And it feels like it gives me, you know, like a lot of freedom with, with what I'm doing. Wow. So how did you get into pixel art? 
like what was your start? I mean, I assume you were an artist at some point and then really committed to Pixel specifically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you could actually search up my very first post. I think it was on like the Unity forums because all my games are made with uh, Unity. And I, I posted on there like, does anyone like pixel art? And this was kind of before it really blew up. Um, and because before that, like I had made mobile games and they were like a cartoony art style. But yeah, I think it was around like 2012, 2013 that I just really uh, started exploring that. And yeah, never, never looked back after switching to pixel art. Wow, man, that's crazy. Um, so I guess what's your favorite part about being the lead pixel artist? And, you know, you mentioned memes, but like, what do you enjoy most about this versus, you know, you've done pixel art before you've been on other projects. Is there something special about uh, DFK? What's your favorite part about it? Um, oh man, I don't know. Uh, well, Okay, so before DFK, um, I, it really was was just me. I was just a solo developer. So one of the greatest things about working with DFK is just having coworkers. <laughs> oh, wait, know, so like, you were a developer? I, like when you said you were mentioning those other games, were you doing the whole show, like development and art? Yep, I did all the programming, oh, design, my and gosh. art for those. Oh, <laughs> What was the rogue one called? One more time. I'm, I want to look. <laughs> well, Magicite and Roguelands. They're both roguelikes. Rogue. Yeah, they're they're kind of old games. So. Is it two words or one word? Uh, For Roguelands. Rogue that's that's a uh, one word. Yeah. Roguelands. Oh, I found it. Let's <laughs> yeah. see this. Ooh, very positive. Three thousand reviews, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty. Wait, cool wait. Game. This was like like you didn't have a team. This was just all you. Roguelands and Magisite? Correct. It was just me, and then I, I did oh, hire someone to do the music. Like a but... boss, man. That's really impressive. I, oh, I'm my like, gosh. How long does it take? Impressed. I mean, how long did it take you? This, I mean, this looks robust. <laughs> yeah, uh, so Magisite took about, like, a year, and Roguelands was probably a year and a half. And then Littlewood, which is my recent one, that took, like, freaking three years of my life. But <laughs> Wow. I, yeah, so I'm just curious, like this, and I'm sorry to the like listeners. It doesn't really have anything to do with DeFi Kingdoms, uh, but like my business mind is always like churning. So how does this work? So do you just like anytime? So if, if I go and buy right now, you know, Rogue, I'm on the Steam shop. Mm -hmm. Do you just get like a cut of every purchase, like for in perpetuity, or how does that work? Uh, yep, yep. For both the Steam store and the Switch store, all developers, uh, you get a majority of the sale. Um, and it depends too. Like I, I haven't, uh, I, I'm not going through another publisher, so it's just through my company smash games. So, yep. I get a majority of each sale. Wow. Nice. Um, do you, um, miss the development side or I, it sounds like you're spending the majority of your time right now on art. Do you miss, I mean, you're clearly an extremely talented developer as well. Do you still do that on the side or d during other times, or are you really focused on art right now? Uh, yeah, sometimes. Sometimes I definitely do miss um, uh, doing some programming and stuff like that. But I think, you know, working with a team is just like kind of takes the pressure off a bit. Like I don't have to wear every single hat. I can just really, really commit a lot of my time to. And like this is the most I've ever explored art in general. Like it's just been so great working with Cinnamon Bun, um, who really knows his stuff. And it's just like uh, I feel like I'm really just growing as an artist. and. Um, I don't know. I, I'm really enjoying like that being my primary focus right now. And yeah. 
Wow. So impressive. I mean, if you guys who are listening, if you have any chance, check out Smash Games. One word, Smash Games on Steam. These games look great. So <laughs> I appreciate know. the shout out. I have, I have a question for Atlas. So is is DFK, is this like your first project in the crypto space then that you've been involved with? Uh, Yep, for sure. Yeah. So how do you feel like the whole market is with like different artists? Do you feel like this nfts have just blown up artists in general and they can like because in my mind before i don't really know that as a profession like how lucrative that profession is but i feel like with the evolution of nfts like artists are just in high demand what is what is exactly. your take on that yes i agree a hundred percent like i mean how great is that like we finally have the technology where artists you know who who really give this uh, NFTs a shot and embrace the technology. Like you can make a lot of money, even just selling, you know, personal NFTs and stuff. Um, I, I think it's super cool. And yeah, since being on uh, the DFK team, I've, I've been contacted probably like by at least over 10, like over 10 projects now, uh, specifically other crypto projects looking for a pixel artist. Hmm. It's like, sorry, <laughs> I, my allegiance is with DFK. I can't, <laughs> I think it's so awesome that like you can just have a hobby of drawing and like creating pictures and now you can like cash that in. Yeah. No, I think it's a great time to be an artist for sure. I mean, think about that. Think about before all of this, like eight years ago, it's like, you're a pixel artist. What is your, like, what's your mode of employment? Like the few Terraria, like the few pixel art games, like, and now yeah. this like the world is opened up for you like that that's just really cool um yeah it's that's crazy um one thing i'd like to do sandwich punch if you're down with this you know i'd love to take a look at the the dfk map um and just talk about maybe it. some of the parts you've been on now correct me if i'm wrong did or did you not have anything to do with the actual nfts i believe you did not is that correct uh you're talking about the hero cards hero art yep uh yeah no so i think uh cabby and sinstar did most of the art for that uh yeah so i had i had no hand in the uh the hero cards themselves although i will say one really impressive thing about dfk is you've got lots of artists lots of people in the kitchen uh but the the aesthetic is very balanced. Uh, in other words, it feels like there's one, really one artist behind all of this. So yeah, well that's the challenge, that. right? Because yeah, we're, we're always onboarding new artists and, uh, you know, kudos to Sim and Bun for really um, uh, pushing for, you know, all of our styles to match as, as, as good as they can. So yeah, yeah. definitely. So where should we so, go first? Oh yeah, go start. Sorry, yeah, and right before that, one quick question. So. I, and I, I, I guess I probably didn't realize this. So, because I know Sinstar, from what I gather, uh, is like really involved on the lore side now. Mm-hmm. So, is he, he did, you're saying he did most of the art for the, the cards themselves? Uh, I, I'm really not too sure. Um, <laughs> I feel like I should know this, but I, I don't. No, it's all good. I, yeah. It's all good. Yeah, it's just like because I I definitely have seen since being in the project like Baby Punch and I bought on like August twenty second that evening, and so um, it's been, it's just been really interesting to see like certain people's role on the core team and how it's kind of transitioned over time. Mm-hmm. 
Um, okay. Anyways, yeah. Like, so I, first of all, I know you did this thing, but like, I'd like to see some of the other stuff you did. And obviously, like, a ton of artists have been involved in making this map, this world, and um, like, shout out to all of them. But while we've got you on, like, it would be really cool to see, you know, kind of highlight some of the stuff you've worked on. So this one, I think everybody was like blown <laughs> away by this day one when the the, the fog unrolled. Yeah. Yep. That, uh, is there any like? <laughs> Is there anything about this particular water extravaganza that is going to like be involved, or is it just uh, you know, will you be able to do anything here? Future? Um, in in terms of the features around it, I don't know if I can reveal too much. <laughs> okay. I feel like I'm going to be saying that a lot. Um, yeah. yeah, I told them. I told them too. I told yeah. the guys like we got to We can't be like prying for alpha because. Well, I mean, feel free to because maybe I could you know share some things. But uh, okay, cool. Yeah, no, like Cinnamon Bun just approached me one day. And he's like, "Man, we should really have a big, cool, like centerpiece kind of like waterfall temple." And this was actually pretty early on when I was on the team, and I had only been doing small things on the map. Like, in addition to this, I did some of the landmarks. Like, there's, like, a, the the big sword in the ground. There's, like, the dragon bones. I don't know if you could find right it here, around there. Like these? Dragon yeah, bones. yeah. I did those little bones there. Uh, like, the airship. There's, like, a crashed one, and then the uh, one flying. Yeah, this thing? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. I, I hear, hear me. Did you ever play Heroes of Might and Magic? No, I haven't. Okay. <laughs> I've like had this like super speculative um, hypothesis that travel will feel a lot like Heroes of Might and Magic, and that if you click on if you go to this airship, you'll be able to teleport down to this part of the map. Oh, um, but, that's a good idea, actually. <laughs> so uh, if 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 that actually ends up happening, people, you heard it from Sandwich Punch first. <laughs> um, sword in the ground. Get away! And just real quick, so Bravo's NFTs Inc said what the heck is that how long has that image been there the the temple bottom left uh since the they revealed the the, the map land, right? i can't yeah. remember how long the map's been rolled out okay. for oh, bravo it's been a while bravo i'm gonna be honest with you first time seeing this as well okay <laughs> i don't know what, what happened but i've looked around the map i never noticed that until now so Dude, that, me, me and bravo on the same page i'm sorry and borderline, it looks amazing borderline offensive to me like, yeah i didn't notice that it's a, i'm being honest it does look amazing though yeah all right so what else do we got alice we got, oh i did um, like the uh church ruins if you go up to the right a little bit there's like a where did it go this one right oh, here it, yeah yeah i did that with the little bats yeah. Any Easter eggs, oh, by the sweet. way, on the map? Like, you know, your initials carved on various. <laughs> uh, no, I, some of the team members were, were pushing me to do that. But I was, you know, I was super new when I was doing all this. So I was like, I don't want to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Man. So, so Atlas, guys are... Oh, go ahead. Sorry, just real quick. As I say, who did most of like the groundwork? Like all the trees and the grass and the stream was like... That seems like it'd be a lot of work. Was that mostly you or was that? Uh... No, no, no. So uh, Cinnamon Bun did the art for like, I think pretty much everything else on the map that I didn't do. I, oh, okay. I don't think there was any other artist creating. Yeah, like that purple or the pink tree there. Cinnamon Bun oh, made yeah. that one. But yeah, I know he did the sprite work for like everything else. And um, Although Atlas, correct me if I'm wrong, with something like the stream or trees, I assume there's only so many, there's like four or five base stream assets that could just be reused yeah. depending on what 
angle it's going. Is that right? Like it Correct, doesn't, yeah. But there's we some like scale. A tile, right. A, yeah, we have a, a tile system. So it's not like he had to draw every Got part it. of the river. He just. But yeah. it still looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah, no, he is, yeah, he's a beast. <laughs> How hard is it to get the movement with Pixel? You know, like the water moves, the clouds move, or whatever. How hard is it, or the, the moving windmill? Is that pretty complicated, or is that process reasonable? Um. Yeah, well, I think with this, like, because, like, I did a lot of animation with the temple down there, like, because it's got, like, little waterfalls and stuff. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely... Um, is that messy? That it can be, uh, but it's cool because like the whole map is just eight frames. So everything on the map that's animated is just eight frames. So hmm. um, that that's like super manageable. You know, it's not not crazy. Hmm. Wow. So uh, the, there's another big DeFi Kingdoms podcast. They're called Adventures in DeFi Kingdoms. They're here watching right now. And they always talk about how they're streaming from, they say, they say we're streaming from the hot air balloon. And they said, <laughs> they said, I... I need to know more about the Zeppelins and the hot air balloon. <laughs> well, I, I I don't know. I'm a Final Fantasy guy, so I like airships and stuff. Um, but I'm not exactly sure who came up with the uh, air balloon there. I think that was Cinnamon Bun. So Final Fantasy fan, uh, did you play Final Fantasy 12? Yeah, yeah, I beat it. So you're familiar with the Gambit system? I am, yeah. What are you... <laughs> and, uh, I mean, obviously, I know you you probably can't see much, but like it was dropped that combat will be, you know, something maybe similar to that. Are you pretty excited about that? I think... Oh my god, yeah! I don't think anyone else is is excited about combat as as me. Like, <laughs> I am so ready, <laughs> and it's hard for me not to talk about it. You know, when I go on AMAs or you know here, but uh, yeah, no, the mechanics team—they're killing it. They—they're really. They're taking their time because, like, they're really considering everything and making sure, like, you know, there's there's balance and stuff, and it's it's fun. And we we brought on a lot of, um, you know, not just like crypto people, but people who were in the indie game dev space who who really have a strong game design background. So I really think uh, the finished product is going to be something that's just just mind blowing. I think it's going to be really fun, and it's hopefully. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I should probably I should probably stop talking about it. <laughs> well, I'm well but we we don't what we can and again I'm not a Final Fantasy person. What was the Gambit system? Maybe that will give insight into the DFK system. Yeah, so in uh, Final Fantasy 12, they had the Gambit system where it was really neat. Like there was another game that was doing it um, quite like that, where you basically had like I think it was maybe like ten slots of. It was it was almost like pseudo programming. It was really cool. They, you had like if else statements and stuff. Like if your character is like less than this HP, yeah, there it is. You can use cure. Uh, wow. So it was like you're you're building, and it was just so satisfying to like watch your team go out and like you don't even have to press a button, and it's like, but you built that engine, and it's like I don't know. It's a really cool, interesting system. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about this on our last stream, Bloater Punch, when uh, the play stream with just Baby Punch. And I think you would love this. It's but it's was like this, this a mini game or was this the primary combat? This is how combat worked in what? Final Fantasy XII. So instead of like you know you line up on each side and it's like attack and you mm -hmm. you know make an every time their timer bar fills up they can take an action, you just program them essentially with these essentially like he said if then statements and with priorities and yep. it's like her first priority is like. No matter what happens, it doesn't matter what she's doing. If an allied is KO'd, her first thing will be to cast raise. 
Um, and then it just like kind of goes through the priorities. This is so really do you cool see system. it turn-based in real time or is it auto-resolved like immediately? You see it turn-based in real time. But you're not making decisions as they go, correct? Right. You've like pre-programmed everybody uh, beforehand. Wow. Yeah, you make all the strategy and decision-making like before the battle and then but it's cool because like as you play and explore you'll you'll get new gambits and new skills and stuff so Sick. wow so that's really cool that you're you clarified that that would be the combat system so i'm really excited about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah man thanks for dropping that alpha <laughs> no, we're just giving you a hard time <laughs> uh okay but, but we got a little distracted are i mean other big like landmarks are whether here or in Crystal Vale? Um, no, so after that big temple thing, I actually uh, changed gears and went more to uh, NPC making and stuff. Well, actually, another big thing I worked on actually was the uh, the portraits there at the top left. So if you go to the um, marketplace and you go to like the stylist lady, you can see, um, yeah, you could see all the other ones I did there. I remember Frisky gave a awesome. shout out. Did he shout out you in that announcement? I remember he called out some artists. I could I don't remember who he was calling out. Was that was that this he was referring to? And did he did you get a call out for this? Oh, are you talking about at the AVAC summit when I just remember at some point I saw an announcement where Frisky said we have a new profile picture system and so and so did such a good job, but I don't remember who it was. I was assuming it was you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think that was I think if that's I think that was in an AMA, but yeah. Um, yeah, this I'd looks so good. Yeah, this like smacks of um, the profile portraits, and uh, it reminds me of like this one especially. Like I just like feel like Final Fantasy Tactics. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, like that. Uh, I love I'm it, man. Love that game, by the way. Yeah, me too. So good. So I guess out of curiosity, how big are you in DFK? Let's say hero wise. Do you have a ton of heroes? Do you play the game a lot? Uh, I have a handful of heroes. Uh, I actually I didn't really play much uh, for a while when I you know after I got onto the team, um, but eventually I started you know doing a little more research and uh, you know um, reading Medium articles. I think I probably read some of your guys' articles, and uh, yeah, I, I have a handful of heroes I send out every once in a while and I casually play. So awesome. I mean, I I'm kind of curious, like what is the sentiment internally? And again, I know with COVID and just with the modern work environment, you're not like in a building where Frisky's walking by your desk, like get back to work. So like, I, you might not feel this as much, but I'd be curious, like given Jules' current price, for example, is there, what is the sentiment internally? Do you feel some of that kind of pressure or stress as maybe the community reacts a little bit to, hey, you know, we were at 22 bucks, now we're at five bucks or whatever we're at. Is Do you feel that at all? Or is it pretty loose? Like you guys don't really look at the price. Um, yeah, well, so the thing is a lot of the team members, um, I feel like are, are pretty new to crypto in general. So, um, you know, that, that price kind of movement can be a little shocking to some, but I, I think Frisky and everyone else in, in um, leadership made it clear like you know whether the price is up or down our goal is is just to keep building and right. um and i think every you know everybody is totally on board because we we see the the timeline we see you know the things that we're going to be launching and i think we all just have all the confidence in the world in the project so yeah you know we're going to have the volatility that comes with being in the crypto space and um it, it is kind of a shame too because it's like we've learned to not take it personal because it, 
a lot of the jewel movement is correlated with just Bitcoin and crypto in general yeah. as well. So macro for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we, we see the timeline, we know what's coming and we just keep our heads down and, and really keep building. So, uh, I mean, I'd be curious, sandwich punch, baby punch, where are your heads at right now with jewel price? How are you feeling? Um, it kind of sucks just with the whole market. So it has nothing to do with how I feel about jewel, but the whole crypto space is down and it's hard to kind of distinguish between that and how I feel with Jewel because 90% of my net worth is literally sitting in frisky <laughs> sands. So 90%. based on Jewel prices, how my mood is for that day. And so it's, uh, it's an up and down roller coaster, definitely. But it's just the whole market. Dad, why are you yelling at me? Jewel is dumping! <laughs> so it's funny. Uh, Baby Punch and I were actually talking about this last night. We just finished like getting reamed in Dota 2. And Classic. so obviously emotions were already salty. But we were just looking at price charts and we are I was like, you know, this is, we traded sideways for almost six months in 2021 from like the peak in May all the way till November. And Baby Punch was like, yeah, but like it never really went back up. Um, it, like, and I, but we went back and looked at the charts and it was like, no, actually, like it peaked in May. Yeah. It had a really big di dips, traded sideways forever, like all summer long. And then it actually hit um, new all time highs in November. So, I was just like, honestly, we might just have to be ready to see like see things trade sideways for a while, and that's that's just going to be driven by like the macro environment and Bitcoin, and like I yes. think it doesn't matter how great your project is, like you always, everyone's always going to have that weight on them, just like Bitcoin yeah. and mm -hmm. global market cap. Yeah, Sandwich Punch is really fond of saying in some of our internal meetings, token go up. You know, so, you know, sometimes tokens can't go up all the time, right? I mean, sometimes they've got to go down, you know, there's, there's gravity involved here. It can't always be up, you know, 100% or whatever. Um, again, my only concern was, you know, we have the crystal launch. People are saying insane things about crystal. Crystal's trading at 44 bucks, you know, a weird thing going on. And I don't understand all the economics that go into crystal. Um I, it's just what I am concerned about. And again, I'm still totally bullish on jewel. It's just like, are we really just waiting for the next release and then we'll see the jewel pump and then we'll see it dump again. And then, you know, it will hold our breath until the next release. So, and I don't, I mean that, I don't think that's, uh, I don't think that's purely like, Oh, it's DFK's fault. That's kind of crypto, but I, I, that's where my head's at is I'm just worried about that. And I would like to see something more sustainable, but of course there's macro events at play and, of all projects on Harmony and even on other chains, DFK is by far the most polished, the best team. So yeah. I don't know. What where are you at, Atlas? How you feeling? You putting yeah. all your paychecks? <laughs> hey, just uh, put my paycheck back into the jewel, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Like the, it, it's just an interesting space, right? Because it's not just a game. You know, I think the reality is a lot of people come here to make money and, you know, there's a lot of emotions involved when it goes up and down and stuff. So um, I don't know. It's a really tricky new space that like we're exploring. And, uh, you know, I just I, I, I have all the confidence in the world that we're going to make a product that's, you know, fun and um, uh, hopefully very lucrative to players. And 
you know, hopefully over time we just build the community and have more and more people that uh, want to be part of it, you know, long term and not just want to like, you know, ride a wave, cash out and then go see the next project. So. So what is the DFK size up to in terms of team? And by the way, you're full time, right? Are you contract or are you full time? Um, I, I think I'm considered a contractor. Uh, <laughs> and again, the only reason I asked that is because I think you mentioned something, just some semantic nuances with you were like, yeah, you know, I find myself working almost full time now. But, it, you know, so I guess the implication was, you know, you're, you're logging hours or whatever, but, you know, you're functionally full time. How big is the quote unquote full time team you and people like you include? Um, I believe we're over like 50 people now. Holy wow. cow. Yeah. When I was brought on, I think it was around like 25. So yeah, team like doubled. Jeez. Oh, wow. And how big is the art department? Or uh, is there an art department or is it like everyone yep. wears five hats? Yeah, no, we definitely have a dedicated art department. Um, we got cinnamon bun and then I think it's like seven other artists now, but and not. Not so all you're the, the lead pixel artist, correct? So do you have other yeah. pixel artists working like you're dictating their work as well? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, it's it's funny. We're I don't know. <laughs> Pretty we all, we, all, we yeah. It's it's the work culture is great. Like you know, we like to give each other a lot of crap and stuff. And but you know, I do get to boss around people sometimes. But um, no, honestly, like it actually has been super intimidating because a lot of these artists I've been following for years, like even, you know, just like on Twitter and stuff. And and now it's like I get to work with them and sometimes I even have to like, you know, criticize their pixel art. So it's like it's a little bit uh, it's interesting. <laughs> so I have a question for you, Atlas. So yeah. uh, Sandwich Punch has on their website pulled up. Let's see. This is the art team and lore team. Mm -hmm. Do you guys typically work pretty close? Like, do you create art based on the lore or does the lore team base their lore based on like the art that you guys are creating? Like, how is that balance? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. But yeah, recently we've we definitely had a lot of shifts in terms of um, increasing the communication between lore, the lore department and the art department. Um, but yeah, no, there's definitely like a really good back and forth there where, um, you know, they'll they'll make like a general request and then, you know, I'll make an NPC and then they can kind of build from there. And then other times they have really solid ideas of what they want and then we'll just make those assets. Oh, nice. Is your sword in your profile picture, is that the Final Fantasy VII sword or is that just a generic <laughs> sword? Oh, that's that an Azuki, a, right? Yeah, it's an Azuki NFT. Do yeah. you, you, you own it, right? Yep, that was my biggest crypto nft purchase ever what is izuki i'm like a uh, NFT i'm player. like so embarrassed hey I'm, hey I'm baby punch said he for, doesn't i don't know, know this either. One either. hey okay yeah, so not. first of all atlas with the word like we are not eth nft maxis so um most yeah. popular eth nfts we will not know about but yeah they're go, not go as infamous as the as the board apes yet but and then, like, I'm not uh, an expert by any means. I just 26 ETH, bro. <laughs> okay, but when I got in, it was not 26 ETH. It was. I so, have, did you so mint? It? Are did you, you mint? still on it? Did you mint? No, I no, I didn't mint. I bought it off secondary. Uh, probably like a couple. Uh, probably like wow. yeah, a month after. And are you holding yours or have you sold it? I guess, could you still have it as your profile if you sold it? That's always <laughs> yeah, the meme I mean, on Reddit. Like yeah. someone has, hey, take that profile picture. You sold it to me. 
nobody can can uh, right click save my profile picture. It's, it's illegal. <laughs> but <laughs> but have, yeah. are you still holding yours? Yeah. So I'm really good at buying, but I'm really bad at selling. So I don't, I don't <laughs> plan on selling any of my NFTs. And like, I don't know. I'm fully indoctrinated in this whole like NFT crypto stuff. So I, I do believe personally, I think it's going to go up in value. But obviously, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I I really like the. Uh, the community and stuff that that you get exposed to when you when you buy these jpegs <laughs> right i mean yeah at one point what, what what do you think the gen zero peak was sandwich do you remember i want to say 100k for just your normal rare gen zero it did it go that high do you think uh i i can't remember because like sure. it, the like the quantity of jewel was fluctuating at so much at the same time that the price of jewel but for like a floor, and I was always looking at floor prices, but there were definitely Gen Zeros going um, over 100k. Yeah, I mean, mine are like insane. mine are pretty much like floor pricers, except for a couple DR ones I have. And but yeah, I think floor prices were hit, hitting like 70k. You guys got Gen Zeros? Um, yeah, <laughs> punch my we, a little salty about it. No, I can't. Uh, I don't want to talk about this. Guys. Can we... <laughs> <laughs> Baby Punch and I were here for a mint. Actually, Baby Punch won one wow. of the 50 oh, yeah. airdrop Gen Zero. Wow, that's awesome. So he's got like a super low ID Gen Zero. That's and, um, that's amazing. Yeah, and you know, I know Baby Punch and Sandwich Punch IRL. And for whatever reason, I didn't really get brought into this. But no, 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 no. That's hey, not let me, not let me finish. Fault. Let me finish. <laughs> I did get brought in eventually, and I made a lot of money. So <laughs> let me let me translate that. I don't know why I didn't listen to your guys' advice, but eventually I decided to join the club. <laughs> exactly Probably. Right. Honestly, though, the, initially this is literally what the DFK pitch was. No one knew anything, and they were like, yeah, it could be a scam. We don't know. Like, this is awesome. Like, uh, you know, like, it's kind of risky. I'm like, you guys are paying, uh, like, 2000 bucks. And they're like, yeah, it's uh. – and it was, like, very, like, sketchy, sketchy, sketchy. And it turned yeah. out to be this, like, the greatest crypto project we'd ever been in. But at the time, it was very, very scary. And this is right around Safe Moon and, like, other yep. weird stuff All going the other, on. yeah. Yeah, so it was a funky time. Yeah, it's definitely understandable if you had reservations uh, in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, fun times, though, fun times. So, I mean, again, I know uh, some people have been asking about this. So, again, I'm going to ask Sandwich Punch and Baby Punch as well as Atlas if you have any thoughts on this. But, like, you know, we, we talked about on stream last time, uh, Jewel and Crystal meeting in the middle. Essentially, both have just dropped incrementally. Do you, what do we think, what, you know, without being, you know, predictors of the market, what do you, do you see Crystal maintaining a premium over Jewel in the next, let's say, month timeline? Or do you feel like Crystal will get closer and closer to Jewel, even if Jewel stays flat? Um, I can go first. <laughs> it's so weird, right? Like, it's... And people have like, such, I, I like, because I'm on Twitter a lot, people have such a hard time like grasping this because like, no, it's it's a fourth of the supply. Like that is all, that is always going to be reflected in the price. But at the end of the day, it's like, what is Jewel, like what is the power token used for? It's used for certain things in game and it's the reward for yield, you know, yield farming. But like at the end of the day, when it comes to the game, it's going to have in-game uses and the in-game use for one jewel is going to be essentially the same as one crystal. And so I just, 
as the game really rolls out and develops, I just don't see a world why Crystal would ever be 2x of Jewel. And what I see happening is they, you know, gravitating towards each other. I don't think that means Crystal dumps all the way to Jewel. And especially as you have Crystal and whatever the power token will be for the three other expansions, like they'll all, as Frisky likes to say, like a high tide raises all boats. So, and I think I've mentioned this before, I view Crystal as a 25% increase of the total supply of Jewel. Which long is term. a sweet way long, to look long at term. it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, basically what Samich said is as soon as utility, in my opinion, as soon as we have the utility is when I think we're going to start to see those two track more closely. Like right now, I fully anticipate Crystal having a higher value above Jewel until we have that utility, until summoning and people can start spending their Crystal in-game. And so until that happens, it, Crystal will most likely hold a pretty good multiple above Jewel. But once it does happen, they sh there's no reason that they should not track the exact same. Okay. Let's talk about the arbitrage opportunities and, you know, those will happen. Yeah. So what I'm still not totally getting, and again, like we are where we are. But I don't even really get, and I'd love, you know, your guys' take. Why are we here? Like, why do we have Crystal Veil? And what is the purpose of Crystal? And why don't we just, like, I, I don't even totally get it. Like, obviously, it was it did great things for Jewel for a little while. You know, there was this hype. They got to emit a bunch of stuff. We, You, you know, I benefited from that. I don't totally get the purpose um, and I, again, I've said this before and I know it's not a zero sum game. Like you can do two things at the same time, but I just wished we had more combat or more game mechanics in Serendel versus another place that you really can't do anything in. So, you know, what's the other side of that? Is the, is it an AVAX thing? You know, is it a, more players, even if again, but it, the only response I have to that is you can't do anything there. I mean, it's, it's a yield farm. So, I mean, thoughts on that? Uh, I have yeah. thoughts. I don't know. I'll let Atlas or Baby Punch talk first, though, if they've got. Go ahead, Atlas. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> I want to uh, hear Frisky. Like, give me that. I, I mean, let let me tell put you what's you going in, like, and, and position it. Like, yeah, I mean, um, you no, know, like I totally uh, get this. Um, okay, let's see here. Look, I, <laughs> I too want <laughs> combat like that. For me, that is what I want. Um. Like I'm a huge gamer. That's that. That's what appeals to me. Um, but I think, yeah, expanding to AVAX was was really like, I, I think it was like a monumental thing because I think we were the first people to do like the whole subnet thing. Actually, I'm not. I fully don't understand that, but um, I think it's a. Okay, I probably yeah. Okay, that's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Baby punch. What, what, your, In my feel? perspective, it'd be like a company expanding to like a, another country. Like, you want to get and capture as much of the market share as you can before other people can mimic your product and basically copycat your game. Fire up. So <laughs> you can't just hunker down in harmony and expect you know to be this really big game when your only exposure is harmony and people who are familiar with the ecosystem because 
to be honest, there's not a people who are deep into harmony like we are. So it's just, it's not as popular of a chain as, you know, say AVAX is. So the expansion, they needed to capture and wanted to capture more market share. And so I believe that was the largest driving force behind the quick expansion. Um, instead of continue to develop further into Serendel, they needed to capture or wanted to capture more market share before, you know, the copycats and similar games could come out. So, yeah, they... and I do want to add, um, I, I don't necessarily think that the Crystal Veil expansion necessarily is taking away from, say, combat, because we do have... You right. know, a lot of people working on the team. We everyone, everything's firing on all cylinders. Like we have dedicated combat people and dedicated, you know, crypto experts who know that kind of stuff with expanding to new chains. And so, I, I wouldn't say that that necessarily like is delaying um, some of the other features because uh, we do have dedicated uh, departments for all that stuff. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so. And I feel like I'm like reciting like these because I I know I've said these. Get your before. script out. Are you reading from like a? <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, text. so the first the first thing is exactly what Atlas said. Like I like saying that like uh, why did you do Crystal? I want combat is like a little bit like of a logical fallacy because that assumes that it was a zero sum game and that any time spent in Crystalville was time not spent on combat. And I just don't think that was the case. The other thing was what Baby Punch said, and it's that <clears throat> you've got Harmony, and Harmony will, Harmony is great. It's going to grow, but you have ecosystems that are way bigger, and they're never going to bridge to Harmony. Like it's just how it is. Like they're no matter how cool the game gets, and no matter how many more features there are in Serendel, until somebody has a reason other than you know, for example, maybe Crystalville people once again they're like, holy crap, this is awesome. Now I want to get my heroes over to Serendel. Like until they have that reason, they'll probably never bridge to Harmony. And that's just how a lot of crypto investors work. Like I have not bridged to Matic and I probably never will, no matter how cool a project is, because it's like I have plenty to do on Avalanche, on the you know, on Harmony and the ecosystems that I'm currently in. So expanding to these others opens up the gate to a lot more capital and getting there before others do is a huge deal. Um, I was approached at one point, I can't remember when it was, and someone was like, hey, uh, you know, I'm working on this project. Like you like write a lot of articles. Could you look at our white paper? And I looked at it and I was like, this is literally DeFi Kingdoms. Like <laughs> you like reskinned some stuff. Um, and I, like they're like, oh yeah, well, we were trying to get launched on, you know, this chain and I, I don't think they ever did, but so it's like did, it, the risk is real. Did you get 10k real. for that consulting? Huh? Did you no. get 10k for that consulting? I literally, I literally gave it like 10 minutes and was just like, <laughs> hey, like, I, I don't know what you're looking for from me, but my feedback was this is like, I just don't see this working out well for you. But sandwich punch though, Charlie Sprocket has an interesting comment. I'd be curious if you have any thoughts on this. Um, essentially, he's saying, why did we need Crystal? Why not just use Jewel on Crystal Veil? Like, why do we need another power token? Why not just, hey, if you can bridge you already, why do we need another power token? So, I mean, this gets down to like tokenomics and I don't, I've thought of this too. And like, I think, I don't know that you had to like, so what if you didn't, what if you didn't have crystal? Well, how do you open up yield farms in, how do you open up yield farms in, um, in Crystalville? Well, you'd have like, cause a ton of the supply was already used. So it, I think the yield farming thing, you kind of needed it to 
to just to you know open up the decks and the the <coughs> DeFi aspect of DeFi kingdoms. Without that, it's like you're left with a very little amount of jewel that hasn't already been emitted. And then what do you do for the next three expansions? And so essentially, you'd be like saying, I think that's the biggest thing. That would be the biggest reason why, uh, because otherwise, it's like I think almost by the time we get to the end of year one, a dra like a huge portion of the total supply of jewel will have been emitted via locked jewel. And so what does that leave for expansions one, two, three, four, if you opened up the dex portion, which is going to need yield farming. Otherwise, how will you attract liquidity? And if you don't have those incentives, like what, what incentive would there be for someone from AVAX to come in and be like, oh, sweet. Like for the next year, the entire year, I have a cut at 2% of the total supply of jewel. Like that's not attractive. So that would be, if I were like thinking through it and like planning it, that would probably be why, why. But other than that, it's like, yeah, I don't know why you would need to, since the utility is the same across the tokens. Plus, I just feel like that. And again, I'm, I, I will be, admit, I have no idea. Like, I'm sure they spent thousands of hours thinking about this. Uh, you know, for me, I'm like, that would do amazing things for Jewel, right? Like more, you, you know, greater space covered, but same supply. So I believe that would pull, push the price of Jewel up as opposed to emitting a ton. But <clears throat> I think there's other technical reasons. Someone just said um, there would not be enough Jewel to play. Again, I think that was a good thing. Uh, two noobs said, I think... To, to be a partner with another chain, you need a governance token which related to that chain. Please correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if that's true either. I'm sure there's a lot of nuance, but I mean, it's an interesting thought. Like, you know, could that have worked? I don't know. Yeah, I, I think you'd it would just be really hard to open up the DeFi element without having access to like another influx of supply of some sort of token. There's just not enough jewel left to incentivize right. people like because like think about it what's the incentive to someone you're like hey we need you to come in and start providing liquidity for our decks on avalanche and by by the way the token we're giving you is like already 90 percent just like emitted to other people so like you're like immediately like mega ratioed and that's not attractive i mean i was thinking what if they just did an outpost no decks no lp no gardens even maybe and it's like hey our game is on avax you can do game stuff on AVAX. We'll just admit you more jewel, maybe. I, and again, I don't know. And maybe that's just unrealistic. Um, I know we're kind of pushing up on time here. I did want to do one small giveaway, but I want to give it back to Sandwich Punch, Atlas, and Baby Punch for maybe any final thoughts on this topic or anything else you want to hit before we kind of wrap things up. Uh, I don't have anything else. I have something. Um, Ooh, Atlas. Yeah, I have a quick question for you, Atlas. A lot of people in chat have asked, like, any little snippets about pets. Um, <laughs> and I know you're not going to, like, drop any alpha, but, like, is there a particular, like, pet that you're excited about that they, if we don't know I, yet? Uh, I, I could share a little bit. You guys, you guys Okay, okay. Oh, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> well, okay. So, yeah, the team has been working super hard. Um, I'm one of, like, the de dedicated pet people now. So um, I've been making a lot of pets, and I'm just super excited for to, to hatch all these eggs and stuff. So here, uh, Sandwich Punch, let me just, like, send you a little uh, oh, image yeah, on yeah, Discord. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is one I finalized today, and uh, I hope I hope Cinnamon Bun's cool with me sharing this. But uh, it's, it's one pet. <laughs> it's better to ask. He's for cool. I already asked him. He's cool with it. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna yeah. bring it over here. Ooh, Can you guys there see that? we go. It's a wolf. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I so like we've been it. working on a lot of pets, um, and 
Okay, no, I should, probably shouldn't reveal that, but uh, yeah, there's, there's going to be a lot of different types and a lot of cool like um, things that I think the community will appreciate. Yeah, awesome. That looks All right, so, so good. Uh, maybe you could like, I'll, I'll take a book, a note from uh, DFK Advent Adventures and DeFi Kingdoms podcast, their playbook. So I'm gonna guess what color of egg this guy comes from, and you can grunt. <laughs> Yes, or, or, oh. <laughs> I'm gonna guess gray egg, and I know I know you can't say, but but oh, you can fun. grunt. You can grunt. Uh, <laughs> no, definitely, no, not, maybe. Definitely, maybe. <laughs> I love it. I'll take it. I'll take oh, it. looks good. Atlas, did you have something though? I know you. Did you have one other topic you wanted to hit? Oh no, that's just like a little teaser i kind of wanted to share with you guys uh, okay so awesome. thank you for having me on <laughs> awesome this is awesome dude yeah we're excited i think everyone's super stoked for pets and how that's all gonna roll out so. yeah okay. you know, and the, the team is super excited too like we <laughs> i get a lot of requests from other team members like can you add this in the game like, like i like this this animal <laughs> or this pet it's like all right <laughs> Okay, sorry. I have one last thing. Sorry. Do, so, did you do the NPC? These new NPCs that got added. Uh, so I did a lot of the new NPCs. Um, the the two guys sitting at the table. I did the one on the left, and uh, our other artist, Cabby, she did the the guy on the right. Nice. Yeah, I did the the new uh, the bunny girl. <laughs> All right. I did, uh, the egg guy that's in the marketplace as well. Oh, I did that farmer dude at the bottom there as well. Yeah. Uh, aside from pets, I'm I'm pretty much the primary NPC guy too. Um, the go-to. Yeah. Nice. That's cool, man. Awesome. All right. Sorry. I'm no, no. All good. This is great. Um, okay. Uh, we're gonna do a giveaway. Um, it's gonna be ten jewel. If you don't like Disney movies, you're going to hate this trivia question, but <laughs> since it's my 10 jewel, I'm doing Disney trivia. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to double your jewel amount or add in an extra 10, so make it 20. Okay, sweet. Let's do wait, it. Wait, wait, wait. Let's just triple it. Let's just go okay. 10. Uh, triple. And then Atlas is going to go jewel for jewel, so it'll be 60. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> okay, so Disney trivia, okay? Um, I just was raised on Disney. We watch Disney all the time and I, we just quote it constantly. We're always talking about it in my house. I'm 35. So in the nineties, I was watching a lot of Disney and then now my kids watch a lot of Disney. So anyway, this quote is from a prominent Disney movie. And if you include your discord ID with the name of the movie or the person who said it, I'll even, I'll allow that. And it's not goof troop and you didn't include your discord ID. So you failed Todd. Um, then you will win 30 Joule, okay? So I'm going to give you five seconds to type your Discord ID into your chat without responding. Don't hit enter, but type out your Discord ID so all you have to type out is your response, okay? And I will be monitoring the chat for the fastest response um, on this. All right, so I'm going to try and do the best Disney character impression I can do to get this, and the... The question is, who said the following? I can't believe it. I'm losing to a rug. Oh, I feel like I know this. <laughs> I love that I quote. feel like I know this. I love that quote. <laughs> it's so appropriate for the crypto space. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> rug references. Uh, while we're waiting, yeah, guys, I got sure have. I how have you guys done on the, the egg event? So I... I didn't get, I haven't gotten any eggs until this evening. 
listen to this. Two eggs from the same hero. One hero <sighs> brought back two That's blue wow. eggs. Wait, really? That's in the crazy. same quest? Same, same. You know, you know, five ba a batch of five quests, but one hero. It wasn't. It wasn't wow. two eggs between the group. It was one hero had two blue eggs. Okay, I've got some bad news for some people on chat. Okay. So I think crypto said Aladdin, but that's not a valid Discord ID. You need your hashtag in there. So we're going to revisit that. I'll let the panel rule on that. Then someone else did the same thing. Then someone else did the same thing. Then someone said Aladdin, but no Discord ID. And the first person who had their Discord ID with the answer was crypto artist. So I'm going to let the panel rule. Again, I'm, I'm citing it like we got to be because people scam. Rules were very, very, very clear. Okay, so then if that's the case, the Crypto legit. Artist had the first Discord ID, which includes a hashtag number, and it was Genie from Aladdin number one. He's playing chess with a rug, with a carpet, and he's like, I can't believe it. I'm losing to a rug. Hilarious. I love that movie. So congratulations to my friend and coworker, Crypto Artist. You just won 30 Jewel. Congratulations. So, uh... And I guess some people are saying, no, it was me. I'm just going off what we see in order. I wish you could all win 30 Jewel, but, you know, we just got to go with what we see. So Crypto Artist, congratulations. Uh, I will message you after this. Yeah. Um, thanks. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us. Atlas, huge thanks for, you know, taking time out of your evening to meet with us. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. No, for thanks sure, for man. having me. This was a, a blast. Um yeah, hopefully you guys can get more team members on. They can, uh, you know, give you some more alpha. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Tell, tell Frisky we think about him and pray about him nightly in our family. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell him. Okay. See you, man. Thanks. See you guys. Hey, thanks, guys. Have a good weekend.